Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Mike Palm. Ken, Miller. Ken Miller, together on Iowa everywhere. Welcome to the hook. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to the hook. It's not technically the hook. No, that's the, the intro we play. Yeah, yeah, that's the intro we play because it said Circus Sports all over it. Right. I'm Chris Williams. Joined by the great Ken Miller. Just we are Ken here yep. on location at the beautiful Circus Sportsbook, the greatest and largest sports book in the world. Uh, Chris, I, I've been all over the strip for the, all the years I've been coming to Las Vegas. They're our primary sponsor on Miller & Condon. I want to get that out there right away. But it is so easy to sing the praises of this place because I literally haven't found a flaw. Whether it's in the food, whether it's in the check-in process, whether it's in the largest sports book, the numbers that they put out there, it got me away from the strip to the extent I don't know if I'll ever stay there again. I really don't. There's something I, I'm about, the same way. Right? Yeah. Walking out the door and you're on the Fremont experience. No and doubt. depending on what month of the year you come, it really and truly is an experience. Stadium swim is it's, uh, a standalone as far as where it fits in here uh, in the landscape of sports betting in Las Vegas. But this place is absolutely special. And if you come to Las Vegas and for whatever reason, you ah, I can't leave the strip. That's where all the action is. No, it's not. It's 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 not. It's it's here. And this place is the rooms are spectacular. The rooms are awesome. The thing I really like about it, too, like you, I'm a I'm a rural Iowan. Yeah. So I'd heard. <laughs> I like to move around. Yeah. You know, and. Well, one, you don't really need to lead the Circa campus because there's so much stuff here. But I feel like I'm kind of bar hopping when I'm just jumping around here at Circa. But if I want to go for a walk like I did last night after we got done with that yeah. amazing dinner. Uh, what was the Asian a place? East. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that something? The, the fried rice brisket. Brisket fried rice. Hey, mini Christmas. Hold the awesome. egg. No, I, I'm a Fremont Street guy. I always have been. And, yeah, I don't. I'm with you. I'll, I will never stay on the Strip again. I just It's the iconic properties, Chris. It's yeah. kind of like going back in time to Las Vegas, right? When you, I don't know how old people are watching this, but if you're 50s, 60s, and the 70s growing up and you're seeing some of the pictures of what Las Vegas first looked like before the explosion, uh, this is kind of what it's like. It's um, And then you put a brand new shiny property like Circa in the middle of all of this. It just takes it to another level. It really does. Well, it's great. It's great to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here. This is fun. We've wanted to do some shows like this for yep. almost two decades now. Uh, we do have a lot to talk Chris, about. Chris, you called me every two weeks <laughs> for years. I was annoying, wasn't I? No, but you know what? In a I good annoy? way. But in a good way. Look what it got you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I appreciate you. And it, it's been a long road. A lot has happened. You know, one day Between we should do a pot on that. We need to. Absolutely. We have maybe have a few beers while we're doing it. Okay. I think that. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I'm just really glad you're on the network because I we didn't create this to go after anyone or declare war or anything like that. I created this because one, I thought that the audience would love it. Yeah. Two, um, I want to bring guys like you on. You know, and I want to have. Everywhere from Jared and J-Bo where, honestly, they're a little young for me. Really? Sometimes I love those guys. But, yeah. right, like, it was funny. I was talking to 
a friend of mine who's in the sports business, and he was telling me about his daughter who was in high school, and she's obsessed with Jared and J-Bo. Really? Listens to him religiously. That's awesome. She doesn't want to listen to me and Hassel. No. Because we're the old old farts now, right? So we're trying to create something that's got something for everybody. And I've really enjoyed uh, your Mike show. Unfortunately, Mike Palm is not with us this week because he's at a sports betting convention out in New York. But we are going to have some of the odds makers from Circa and some VEASAN personalities joining us. Jeff here. Benson's going to come on a little bit later on, right? Yes. He's a great follower right on Twitter. Yep, yep. He's a great dude. And I love the back and forth that he engages in. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I've never met him. So that'll be, a, that'll be a first for me. It's my son's boss. And it was nice to meet your son last yeah, night. Yeah, but I was glad he was able to join us. That was it was that was kind of fun because I've I've just known you professionally all these years right. and I never knew New the dad. personal side. Yeah, yeah, so that that was kind of neat. Real quick, uh, before we get into all the day's top stories, uh, this is another reason why I love partnering with Circa is we had a line for the wrestling duel and Iowa State covered by the way, so I go go Kevin Dresser and my Cyclones. Did you bet? I did. Boy. I they covered. Uh, and I, I freaked out because when Spencer Lee, I, I got it at six, mm-hmm. and Spencer before Lee before he was committed yeah. to be part of it, yeah. and then it dropped to thirteen, and I'm like, oh no! Yeah. But then Iowa State didn't allow him to get a major, and I, I thought I was going to be in an okay position. Uh, we do have a line for the women's game, the Cyhawk Cy- women's game tonight, and uh, we'll talk about this here. I- Iowa is a three-point favorite over Iowa State in what I believe is probably going to be the most watched women's game in the history of the state of Iowa. I don't think there's any doubt, Chris. Look, I've been doing this for a long time, right, and and 27 years, and I like to play the hits on the radio show, and for the longest time, women's basketball wasn't one of the hits, right? It's kind of like hockey. It's like horse racing. You don't want people reaching for their dials. You want to keep your audience, so you have to play the hits. This is a hit this year. I agree. What, what Fenley is doing, what Bluter is doing, the teams that they put together, look, I don't claim to know a thing about it, Chris. I don't. I know some of the players. Well, um, I'll see some of the games. Um, but when there's, um, you know, something else going on, or what, when my Winnipeg Jets are playing at 64 years of age, I'm going to watch every game I can. Yeah. Right? Um, so I'm going to defer to you tonight uh, a lot on this tonight um, or during the, our time here because you certainly more know about that than me. I was surprised at the number. I'll say that because I think Fennelly's got a pretty good team. I was surprised at the number. I First of all, I want to be clear. I, I think that this is a toss-up. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it last year in Hilton Coliseum with similar teams, and that was a really – Really good basketball game. I honestly, I thought Iowa State would be a slight favorite I in this too. One. I think they're a more complete team. They got this Stephanie Suarez, who I've heard a, a lot about her. Well, she changes their team. So the one thing that Finley, he's always had great guards. Yeah, right. They always can shoot. The thing that she she's a six foot six eraser in the middle, and he's never had that. She, I mean, she's only played what a fifth of one season she's the best post he's ever had wow and that will be controversial to some people who are more old school mm-hmm. uh, the, she, he's had some good players he has she is the most at she can shoot the three she can run the floor iowa has the best player without a doubt in, in caitlin clark yep. i think iowa state has a better roster now um now you go out and play the game and usually in these games it's not caitlin clark and ashley jones who decide the outcome it's like date back to the basketball with the I mean, men's. Which you should have asked for. You should have asked for a head-to-head. Yeah, just like a little NBA jam. Just yeah, yeah Clark, Clark Jones put a number on that. <sighs> Maybe we can get that done. 
Well, uh, Jeff Benson is going to sit beside you. I, I do think um, Iowa State is a – if this team – if they played on a neutral floor or a best of seven, I think Iowa State would win. One game in Carver, yeah. who knows? Right. I think you're – I really think you're flipping a coin. So, minus three with Iowa. I think minus three with Iowa State is a fair number. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's fair either way. What's the money line? If you want to bet uh, Iowa State, what do you get? Buck, 130. Buck, 130, okay. That would be the play I would make, I, I would think, too. if I had to bet the game. It's not enough points. You, you, if, you, if, yeah. you're gonna, if you're going to make a bet, may as well just, who's going to win? Correct. Yeah, I think Iowa State clearly is the better team, 1 through 10, of, of women who will play in the game. But if Clark goes off for 36, right, and Cesano in the middle, like, mm-hmm. Iowa's got good players, too. This isn't a landslide. One roster is better than the other. Right. I just think you've got um, you, you've you, Ashley Jones. Th- this is the type of stuff like in that that drives some people crazy about watching the women's game. Where when Iowa State would play Baylor and Texas the last few years, really the offense would be like, "All right, Ashley, just back it into the middle and hope you get fouled." And it's not a it's not pleasant to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't have to do that anymore because of Suarez in the oh. middle. And it opens up everything. And I actually think, like, that North Carolina game in the second half that they lost in Portland, I think they're learning how to play where I, I think that they had gotten to the point where they were so reliant on Suarez and then, like, Suarez is on the bench with fouls or whatever. Like, you, I think they're learning how to play with this giant weapon in the middle. Mm-hmm. Iowa now, uh, with Caitlin Clark and Cesano and Bluter, and we know all about their roster, they've taken some lumps earlier in this year. Yep. So how are they kind of bouncing back from the adversity and stuff? And I don't have any worry about I think it's going to be a hell of a game. So let me ask you this way. I think tomorrow night how the game is officiated is going to go a long way. Me too. What about tonight? Is there a difference? Um, is there an edge? If it's called tight, who does that benefit? If it's called tight, it probably benefits Iowa probably. I mean, Iowa State, that's the thing. Like, you think Finley's teams, you think shooting – you know, Lexi Donarski is the best defender in the Big yeah. 12. Emily Ryan's a pit bull out there, right? If 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 Cesaro, uh, not not Cesaro, Cesano could get Suarez in foul trouble early, that would really impact. So I, I would say definitely that would favor Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with the men's game tomorrow night as we kind of lead into that. Um, Iowa loses to Duke last night. We got to watch it here in the world's largest sports book. What did you was, think of that, Chris? You know, was um, it stage fright? I mean, I haven't seen Hawkeye shoot as embarrassingly bad as that in a long time. I mean, the air balls in the basketball game. I get it's the, you know, it's the, oh, it's not the granddaddy of all. That's the Rose Bowl, but it's the most famous arena in the world, and it's on every player's bucket list to play there. Was it the stage too big for them last night? I don't know if I would say that. You know what stood out to me against them or for them? They've been, they've, you look at Iowa's schedule. And they've played two teams that'll defend you. Okay. TCU and Duke. Yep. Yep. And they haven't shot the ball well in either one of those games. So, I mean, I bet scouting had something to do with it. I think Duke yep. was able to watch something that TCU was able to do. And there's smarter basketball people than me that can pick up on those things. Well, and this just in, TJ's team's going to guard you. Yeah, and that they're absolutely going to. They foul a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like watching the old Huggins teams. Okay. It's a little bit like the old Big East yep. where they're probably going to foul you on every possession. Well, they get called. Correct. And I think you'll see a lot this year 
where you'll see a lot like the North Carolina game where they get called a lot in the first half, even the UConn game. Yep. The refs gave them a chance to get back they in, did. but they couldn't hit a shot. No, they did, but the first half, the first 20 minutes was officiated so much differently. The guy I'm kind of – yeah, we should have just gone live last night watching the game. <laughs> well, we could have. Perkins is the guy for me where I'm just kind of – What happened last night? Well, I, don't, I was in love with him last year. It, I was screaming, play him more. That's Condon's guy, too. You and Condon are on the same page. With I'm in Perkins. love with him. Yeah. And then, I don't know, last night he just two for ten. Mm-hmm. He was a no-show. Right. Started the second half with an air ball. He was pretty good against TCU. I was looking to, to see that. He had 15 against TCU. He actually really showed up there. It's just, to me, he's kind of just the key to this team, right? You know what you're going to get with yep. Murray. Yep. I think you know what you have with McCaffrey. Both the McCaffrey's. Both of them, yep. Um, I think Robracha works his ass off. He's kind of their Robert Jones. Okay. Who's really coming on in his own right, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I think Robert probably at this point has a higher upside than Arracha, which is shocking. Wouldn't have said that last year? No. Last year, he he didn't even look like he should have been a rotation guy. Right. But you had Xavier Foster go down, and they had to have somebody to play. I like Eulis and Perkins, but isn't this the age-old story with Iowa basketball and Fran McCaffrey, though? What are their guards going to do? Last night, they did nothing. I mean, I'm a Eulis guy. I like Eulis a lot. Um, but Perkins needs to be more consistent. They and were 4 I, for 17 combined last night, Perkins and Eulis. That's not going to get it done against a good team like Duke and on a big stage like that at ESPN with the world watching or the country watching, certainly. Um, yeah, it was disappointing the way that they, uh, that, uh, that one uh, turned out last night. So they're in a tough spot, and I didn't even realize this. The stretch they're in? Yeah, and the... When I was in Portland is when I realized, because I started to break down Iowa State's schedule, and I was like, shit, Iowa's got to go Madison Square Garden, fly in the middle of the night, get home, and then you get one of the top five most physical teams in the country mm-hmm. the next day. And on Sunday, what are they going to get? Wisconsin. And another how are they going to play them? Nasty. Exactly. Yeah, so this is really uh, – I don't know if I would call it a critical run because it's still December, but Pretty big. I do think we're learning about Iowa, though, right? Like, this is where you're starting to figure out some strengths and weaknesses. I still think they're a tournament point. team. Oh, I do, too. There's, yeah. And they're going to be favored tomorrow night. I could see that. Yep. They should I bet be. they're a five-point favorite. They, uh, yeah, they could be. Four. Maybe, be maybe, maybe the power rating drops a little bit. Yeah, based on last night. Based on last night. They could be, but they, they'll be favored. Um. But I just I do think it's fascinating the Iowa State foul thing though, because you saw in that first half against Duke they had three guys with three fouls in like mm-hmm. ten minutes. Yep. Or not Duke against uh, UConn. UConn, yeah. And it if that game was in Hilton tomorrow night, I actually think I'd pick a double digit win for Iowa State because I don't think Iowa's going to like that pressure. No. And Carver, I have no idea. I have no idea. In fact, I might even lean Iowa at this point. Just the contrarian. They're coming off of the loss. Iowa State's riding a high. They just blew out St. John's. The contrarian in me thinks that Iowa could really show up. Yeah, I mean, it's a big game for both schools, right? And, and for that reason, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Iowa comes out victorious tomorrow night, despite how badly they looked the night before um, in, in New York. As it went in with, with, with Wisconsin coming up, I, I, I could see them giving their best shot. Look, Chris Murray's not going to have the poor game that he had 
on Tuesday night. He's going to have a better game. I have to think that Perkins is going to have a better game. Now, is the pressure, is the physical nature of play that uh, the TJ is going to ask his kids to do, is that going to be enough to, uh, to um, overcome that? We'll see. I am um, I'm looking forward to it greatly. Looking forward to the women's game tonight as well. You should bet on that, and you should download the Circus Sports Iowa app. And that, this, I think it's funny. This is how much our friends, if you're watching on the stream, there's the women's basketball. Well, show regular sheet. Yeah. The <laughs> this is a regular sheet of games, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they did the one Cyhawk women's basketball line for everybody here in Las Vegas to, to bet on tonight, which is freaking awesome. So appreciate that, and I appreciate them doing that with the wrestling too. It really adds something to our state when you can bet on these non-revenue type of sports. Well, it helps that Mike Palm's a native Iowan, for starters, it, it and does. he knows the lay of the land as well as anybody. Um, growing up in Dubuque and going to Wallert and then getting involved in the Girls Association and umpiring uh, at the state tournament level, he's a true and true Iowan, so you understand how much these games mean. Let's go to a couple other topics here, Ken. Uh, we are going to do, by the way, if you're, if you're enjoying the program, we are going to do a bull special later on today. I'll probably flip it on live. Um, why not? Uh, we will it's definitely. It's just so tough. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, it's impossible. It's, I don't know how you can bet with any degree of confidence at this point, unless you're convinced that you know one of the K-State quarterbacks is for sure going to play. You get them both, and, but the, both of them aren't going to be there. Um, with the uncertainty of the transfer portal, with the guys opting out early, and they should. I'm all for it, by the way. Um, if you've got a chance to prepare for the NFL and prepare to get paid for the rest of your life, you've got the biggest job audition you'll ever have coming up in, in February, March, and April. So go do your thing. But I'm almost thinking that for the first time ever, live betting might be the way to go on these bowl games because once the teams take the field or certainly take the field for warm-up, you'll know if the running backs opted out or the quarterbacks opted out. How many years ago was the Liberty Bowl when, when Iowa State had all the academic casualties that we found out the morning of? They're not alone in that category. Nope. So these are all these things you have to take in, and, and I get as excited for the bowl announcement as anybody, and then when they put the number up beside it, you want to jump in right away. But, man, oh, man, as the years go by, it gets more difficult with any degree of confidence to step up to the window. No, no doubt. It's, we'll, we'll go in-depth. There are I do have three or four that I like, and we're going to give you guys and, and hopefully get a couple of experts on with us about actual, like, tips Mm -hmm. I'm betting these things, and that's my uh, that's real professional. Uh, my phone going off here in the middle of it. The um, we'll get some tips because I I think that there are some real. I have my best round of betting ever last the, year. Better than the run you were on in the NFL a few years ago. Yes. Wow. Last bowl season, because I think there's some real opportunities to play on the public. Yeah, with the way that bowl games are structured. You, you bet now. the brand. Correct. You bet the big name there's, school. There's a lot of contrarian type stuff that yeah. you can do where you can make a, a lot of extra money right now uh, with the bowl. So we'll, we'll do that in a separate pod coming up. I wanted to hit on Jeff Brom to Louisville. Uh, I guess it's not shocking to me. I mean, I, the Big Ten's about to change, Ken. When you get rid of the Big Ten West. And divisions the, go away is huge. The the Big Ten's about to change. I just don't know. So, like, compare Purdue, I guess, to, let's say, Iowa State. 
So Purdue's got all this Big Ten money and stuff. Yep. What's the difference? Well, Iowa State's fans show up. Right. Right. Like, right. not even saying it's a better. My, my, my point is Purdue's kind of like that type of school in the Big Ten. They don't have great crowd support. And now you're not playing against Northwestern every year. Yeah, you certainly think that Nebraska's probably going to get better. Illinois already point. has. Yeah, Illinois is getting better. Feels like he's building something there. Fleck just got extended another right. seven years this morning. Iowa's consistent. Yeah. And Wisconsin got Luke Fickle, who can recruit his you-know-what off. And then you have UCLA and USC coming to the league and all the monsters over in the East. I think this is a good move. I mean, he's been there before, and it, it does make sense to me why a guy like Brom would kind of look around in Purdue and go, can I win here? Well, and he's going home, too, yeah. which is a strong pull. And he's not only going home, he's leaving the Big Ten for the ACC. And he's got his money. He doesn't care what the television contracts are uh, and how long they're locked into their existing agreement with ESPN. I could see it. You know when you, you, know when you could tell, unfortunately, when, when the announcement came out uh, that Satterfield was going to Cincy, and Brom was asked at the Bull press conference, oh, I didn't know a thing about this. You guys are letting me in on some, well, BS, come on. Um, I'm, uh, that, that's just, it's not realistic. So you could tell at that point that it was fait accompli. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And I just think, too, it, it has impacts on this Iowa job. I mean, you, I've been telling a lot of my Hawkeye friends, like, your, your lives are about to change. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I, we, we went through this at Iowa State when the Big 12 North dissolved. Right. Now, good point. you know, like you had this where every two years you don't play Texas and Oklahoma, and it's like, okay, it's you got an advantage. Yeah, you got to be ready. Yeah. You got to be recruited to the spot where you can take advantage in that situation. And the Big Ten is going to be really different, and, and frankly, the Big 12, too, right? Like you're going to have uneven schedules now. Mm-hmm. That's Our, too bad. That's the one thing about I it, it I don't like. Especially in basketball. Oh, for sure. I mean, Kevin Durant never played in, in Hilton, never yeah. played. And would have. I hate that. Big 12 basketball is so special because of the round robin. Yep. And you can see it by the time they're in Kansas City, those teams hate each other. Yeah. Because it's such a – it's a little bit like the NBA where you play these guys so often, you get to know them. It's a very physical league. And, and I absolutely hate that. If it were up to me, we would have 12, 10, 10 team leagues. You know, let everybody in the club. I want everybody in the club. And – Make it regional. Fans yeah. can travel. I mean, home and homes. Yeah. Everybody plays during football season. It's not going to happen. No. Nope. But it's something I would love to see. Um, other things I had on my list here. Uh, I do want to talk about the transfers with Iowa. Let's start right there. Not surprised to see a guy like Arlen Bruce transfer. Mm-hmm. Really shocking some of these defensive transfers that Iowa has seen over the last couple of days. Yeah, I didn't see the Terry Roberts news coming. Uh, the Jacobs piece was, I, I think, it caught a lot of people off guard. I was clued into that on Friday, mentioned it on Miller and Condon, um, and we had Tom Kakerd on. I th- don't think he was uh, had any uh, inkling that this was coming. But you know, why are they leaving? You know, I mean, obviously, the rumor is Jacobs is going to Oregon, which means he's going to get paid. Terry Roberts was injured and, and lost his place and was off to a terrific start. I mean, this was a, a premier special teamer 
up until this year, right, when he finally got his opportunity, when some of the uh, graduation uh, process took place. But, yeah, I, I didn't see either of those two coming. On the offense, you could see it, right? I mean, Charlie Jones is the poster boy for why you leave Iowa when it comes to offense. The numbers he put up at Purdue are just mind-numbing when you uh, see what, uh, over his career, what he did at the University of Iowa. Ference has to change. Ference has to change the way that they coach football, the way that they run their offense. They have to get through their heads that it's 2023 next year, not 1993 or 2003. Things have changed. You wonder, too, and you wonder if it'll start to happen at Iowa State as well. Just when you're so good on one side of the ball and so poor on the other, I mean, it is natural for human beings to be like, God, like if you're Kayvon Merriweather, like, will you score a freaking touchdown? You know, you start, right? Like, yeah. I, I just think it is natural. And I don't know anything about the Iowa situation. I do know from an Iowa State standpoint, it, I've been pleasantly surprised at the lack of big names who have entered the portal. Mm-hmm. I mean, really none. Mm-hmm. The guys who have entered have all been TJ Tampa by, good? I would say I'm 99% sure awesome. he's back. Awesome. Uh, MJ Anderson went pro. That surprised me. He had a really good year, Chris. Had a couple of breakout games where, all right, I see what they got here. Another year out of him, and maybe he's got a chance. I don't know what the buzz is around where he's going to be drafted, if he's going to be drafted, but I was surprised. My scout friends were very surprised and almost shocked that he went pro, that they thought he needed another year. But I have no idea his personal situation. Right, that factors into it. You know, that everybody is... Different. But he's got to get an opportunity in order to break that bank. So Absolutely. hopefully hopefully he does. Um, where's your fan base on Deckers? <sighs> kind of mixed? I would say it's 50-50. Yeah. I, I, think, I think everybody would be wise to let Hunter play with an average offensive line in the running game before you judge him. I think you have the running game. Um, I, I'm still a Cartavius Norton believer. I think he's going to. I think he's a really good player, but it's that offensive line. You hit the nail on the head. And I'm a Decker's guy. I like what he did. I saw some glimpses. Yet did he made some um, head scratching decision? Sure. It was his first go around. I don't care. He's, he stand, stood on the sidelines for what he did, waiting his turn. Yeah, he learned a little bit, but there's something to be in being out there when it's you know actually coming at you. Um, don't give up on him. I think he's a player. Yeah, I, 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 I do know where the coaches are, and they're still on, on well, board. Well, that's good. They're still on board. Um, I, you know, I asked some pretty pointed questions with, with people about what are you, you going to do in the transfer portal? Are you going to consider a quarterback? And got very, very quick, absolutely not. Mm. We're going to let Rocco back, yep. J.J. Cole, and Hunter Deckers do this. They think that they have an incredibly talented quarterback room. And I, listen, I mean, I hate to keep going off of my favorite teams, but look at what Kevin O'Connell's done with Kirk Cousins. Like, I, I, what's what's see Deckers with a different voice in his yep. ear? I, I really, he made some bad mistakes. Yep. Last year, and yep. I'm not, but not I, I've, I've seen a lot of Iowa State quarterbacks, as have you, play for with bad offensive lines, and they turn into something that they are not. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, Brett Meyer, did that. His senior year, he looked like a different guy because you just you start seeing ghosts out there and you're, you're, you're zigging when you're supposed to be zagging. And I think Hunter is such a nasty type of competitor where... I love the, I love the fact that he can tuck the ball and run, too. He's got that part of his He game. needs to do it, and they need to let yeah. him do it. Like yeah. that's a, were, they, were they afraid to let him do it this year? I don't know. I certainly hope not. That, 
I certainly hope not. But it certainly started to look like it at the end of the year with some of the things Matt Campbell was saying about, well, you know, this is why you protect your quarterback and stuff like that at yeah. the end of the game. Now, he, here's, here's my thing on Deckers. If he was sitting back there and if he was, you know, some elite passer and decision maker, then that's one thing. He's not right now. He's just not. He hasn't seen enough reps. Mm -hmm. He's still a young quarterback, even though he's been in there. He hasn't, he hasn't taken many reps. You've got to let him run. And he did not look comfortable running at all last year. So I'm hoping with Nate Shieldhouse, who was a running quarterback, right. I'm hoping that that starts to kind of move. By the way, that was a really good move. I think so, too. Yeah. You look yeah. at all the young coordinators. Yep. Lincoln Riley's little brother. Would he have had an opportunity to be a coordinator somewhere else? Well, I bet he would be at South Florida with Alex Golish right now. Which maybe was predicated the move to some extent? From what I understand, Matt wanted to make that move all along. Did he? Yeah, and that... It was a pretty easy decision for him once they made the decision. Well, he's to move a top on. flight recruiter. Yep. He gets in living rooms and closes deals. Um, and as you mentioned, he's got a resume because he played the position. Brock Purdy in the 49ers is certainly interesting. Now, a really good podcast is up on the network. Uh, Sage Rosenfels interviewed Mike Silver mm. yesterday about Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Regardless of how this turns out, really a neat story for a really a really nice young man like he brock's just a he's not real he's just nice like if if, if you've ever had an opportunity to talk to him really nice family and it, it's it the mr irrelevant thing <laughs> yeah and turning into this is a good it. story it's it a really, cool cool story it, it, no it really is look I would have lost a lot of money. I would have bet anything that Brock Purdy will never throw a pass in the NFL. I'm so glad to be wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the networks had a blast where they, you know, showing the clip of him turning the wrong way to hand off the ball uh, when he came in relief a couple of weeks ago. But he didn't flinch on Sunday. No. He didn't flinch. Look, so personally, I've got a lot of money tied up on Brock Purdy because the Niners are my NFC team. Well, uh, let me ask you this. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's not exactly. No, he's not great by any means, but he's been there. What's he's... Brock's ceiling, I guess, with this team? What, well, what Jimmy can they Garoppolo, do but, but the, the one edge that Garoppolo has is experience. No doubt. Uh, and Brock doesn't have that at this point. Um, you know, it's one thing to be just thrown in there. Now he's got all week to prepare for Tom Brady, oh, by the way. Uh, what's he going to be like? Look, his teammates are singing his praises, Chris. Fred Warner came out and just was. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's got a good running game, a great running game. He's got a terrific tight end. He's got good receivers, got a good offensive line. The defense is flat-out nasty. It might be the best defense in the NFL. So to your point, how much better is Garoppolo than Purdy? And if Garoppolo can lead them there, why are you so afraid of – it's not that big of a drop-off. I don't disagree with that other than the experience. Yeah, and the, one of the things about makes Garoppolo so great for a team like that, it's – we're entering Trent Dilfer yeah. territory with the Ravens, mm -hmm. where you don't screw it up, man. That's right. And I love Brock. Yep. But he does have the tendency to lose his mind a little bit every once in a while, where he tries to do too much. Now I do wonder. Uh, he did as a cyclone. Yeah, it, and that great exactly where I was going. And I just wonder now that he's a pro. I mean, Brock, I felt like thought he had to make those plays at Iowa State, and it pushed him to do some things that we would kind of laugh at and be like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? Right. Trying is to that make a play. Be, is that going to be Brock Purdy in the NFL? Can't be. It can't be because uh, that, that won't cut it. You know, I thought Deckers tried to make uh, follow that path too. Sometime. I did too. He watched the 99-yard drive at Iowa, yep. which regardless of how the season turned out. No, that was the teams, drive of the year. 
Yeah, and, and that's against a top-five defense in college football at their house. Yes. Okay, so you cannot take that away from him in that offense. Right. His first road start. He was taking what was there. Yep. He took what was there. And you know, you know why he was able to do that? They had a damn running game. Right. And then something happened, and I don't know – if they wore down, maybe that's why the strength coach well, got fired. Maybe. Brock um, was hurt seemingly all year, right? I mean, he was never 100%. No, he was 100% in that game. Yeah, right, and, but after yeah. that, very so This is that Kansas that. game is when he right. when he got nicked yeah. up. I mean, they're if they can get – if it just comes back to the damn line for them. I mean, it really does. That You can win in the Big 12 with Brock and Norton. There's no doubt in my mind, especially in this new Big 12. Yep. Really, 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 really believe that. Iowa, uh, Cade McNamara, there's all sorts of talk about Iowa in the transfer portal right now. With receivers? Yes. Yeah. I just don't know if it matters unless they're going to change some things up. Like, oh, you, you have to. I mean, I'm if you put convinced. Cade McNamara on this team this year, what are they? One more win? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's a leader. That, that's the, with Cade McNamara, you're getting a leader first of all, I think. I like him. I do too, but I don't think – I think maybe Hawkeye fans have some unrealistic, uh, unrealistic expectations as to what they're getting in Cade McNamara. I mean, I don't think if you were to go back, you know, in August to rank the elite quarterbacks in college football that he's in any conversation. He's a he's a really good college player. He's better than Spencer Petras. Um, he's better than Padilla. He's played in big games, but I don't think that this is a guy that's going to come out there and ju- and, and just put up. Um, mind-blowing offense. Like you He's can't. not a 27 touchdowns to four picks type of guy. If that's what you're expecting, it's not going to happen. You can't put up those numbers in that offense. No. It's not possible. You need to run the football. I think they've got a good running back, a young running back. Um, their offensive line, I think, got better, although Nebraska exposed them a little bit in the final game of the regular season. I don't know, uh, Chris. The, the strength of – you almost just called me I Trent. I did, I did, Cheating yeah. on Trent. <laughs> the um, – you know Ross did that to me? We were like six years into the show, and he and called me call Travis one Did he really? That late? Yep. Six years in. It was unbelievable. Uh, the – I've said this to Hassel. You can – you trace back Iowa's drop-off on the offensive line to the Doyle situation. That's no doubt. Yeah, had and to it, do it. And right you just wonder too with the Iowa State thing, Matt firing his third. You go into his third strength and conditioning coach in seven years. The thing is, it's like they coach the defense too, mm-hmm. and those are cert- those guys are That's certainly a great point. Well. I saw. So I don't know what the answer is, but it seemed like what's different about Iowa. What changed offensive line wise? They've been doing the same damn thing for twenty years. Yeah, they just didn't have that bell cow, you know. They didn't have a Brandon But they shirt. really weren't very good last year, and they had one. Well, in the middle of the line, yeah. I mean, this was a generational center in Linderbaum. Correct. Yeah. He held them together, he, but the rest yeah. of that group wasn't great. No, but but he overcame some things uh, because of him. Because he was that good, he would take care of his business and then help his guy out with their business. All right, we're going to go for about 10 more minutes here, and then we are going to move up, and uh, where are we heading to? We're going right to go up, up there. the Victory Burger. Yeah, Vic, you go through Victory right. Burger, we'll be over. Instead of being on the floor, we'll be on the roof. Now, this place is just unbelievable. Uh, the the amount of screens, and I, and I kind of like the – I got to get some bets in. 
before we go on have, here next. Have you had a tweet show up on the on the Twitter board yet? Boy, I don't know, but I, I sure hope so. I, I sure hope so. Uh, we were at uh, the Bacon... Bacon Nation. Bacon Nation over at the D. Yep. And the D is kind of a hidden joint here in Vegas. Like, if you don't know about that, then you got to head on over there because that's where Mike Palm's at most of the time. Yeah, that's where he hangs out. Bar Canada, of all places. That's where he watches all the games. The and, hidden uh, gym. It is. It's great. Um, well, yeah, and then Bacon Nation lived up to its name, did it not? Oh, my God. Jeez. What well, was your favorite? Uh, the black pepper bacon, I think. I had the everything bagel bacon. Yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure what to do because you put cream cheese on they, it. They have you dip it in cream cheese because it's supposed to taste like an everything bagel. And did it? Yeah. And was it good? Yeah. Do you like onions, it, chives, yes, that type of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was fantastic. Um, I, I thought we'd run through the futures here. Let's do it. I'm a futures player. Um, I, well, we'll give you Iowa and Iowa State right now for the men's side. Not a believer in T.J. Altsberger Cyclones. Plus 12,500. So 125 to 1. Plus 8,400 for the Hawkeyes. 84 to 1. At this point in college basketball. Love those prices. Here's the here's, – you know what I play? Uh, and I'm going to – I think I'm going to do it. Who? North Carolina. You know, I bet them at like 12 – no, I bet them at 8 to 1, and they're sitting here at 24 to 1 based on how bad they're playing right now. Matt, I don't know, Chris. There's there's something wrong with that team. But, I mean, doesn't it make sense, though, that <laughs> these are now paid players? No. And they had the well, run Baycott last year. is. Yeah, they had the run last year. Um, they're clearly not playing well. Like, I know that this is a buy low deal, though. No, it's not. Telling I, me I, that they're not going to no. turn it around and all of a sudden they're decide they want to play. They're a tournament team, for sure. And if they get in the tournament, they can That's win as a nine seed, yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, the ticket I would blood. play. They're blue blood. The other one, I, I and I got to see these teams up close. What about UConn at 2,400? That's a good play. Um, I've got Arizona. I've got Kentucky. I've got Illinois. And I've got I Tex. like Illinois at 4,500. That's a great yeah. one. And I've got Texas. Those, the, those are Doing my four big Doing that to stick a knife and No, I just... Uh, I like to surround the board, right? Great game last night. It really was. Went to yeah. overtime. Watched a lot of it on the plane coming over from Tucson. By the way, Southwest, right? You, you just plug in, watch your games. I, I was thinking about that on my trip here yesterday about how great Southwest is. Yeah. It's kind of like the Circa of It is. Your bags airlines. fly for free. Now, I will say this. It's not perfect because when I flew to Tucson on Sunday, I thought I, uh, we took off at like 10, uh, 10 to noon, so I'm going to watch the Vikings versus the Jets because on, on Southwest, the cable stations are New York-based, so I'll see whoever the Giants are playing, oh. whoever the Jets are, and yeah. the Internet was out. So no yeah, TV. Yeah, Internet was out on my flight yesterday too, but nonetheless, they did. They no, did they're great. Job. I'm a big fan. All right, there's your uh, men's futures running those Who things. else do you like? Do you like another team? I mean, I really like your Illinois play at 4,500. Well, how about Indiana, 28 to 1? They got some do. They're picked to win the Big Ten. They're 28 to 1. Honestly, I haven't had enough time to sit here and look at this. But I, my eyes, I feel like North Carolina is just a classic buy low mm -hmm. spot. I mean, they're, they're a top three talent mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. So you're just banking on them wanting. I mean, you got... Think of the guys you got on that team. No, they're all back. They just got to figure it out. Right, and they figured it out but last I, year. Why can't they this year? Iowa State, man. Robert Jones got in Baycott's head. What Some of the stuff that those guys were telling me that was going on between those two during that game, yeah. it's one of the great things about being able to do play-by-play. -play. Right. 
It's because you're down there right. and courtside. Oh hear my god! So um, Jones was running his mouth the entire. <laughs> Has time. he got another year? Yes. If he wants it. What do you think? Do you think he does? Why wouldn't he? You know, right. you're finally kind of coming into fruition who you are. Right. This year you're a rotation guy. Next year you could be a starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the. But I so. Darren Hanson, who did color with me in Portland. There's a basketball mind. Oh, man. He's phenomenal. You should get him on your show. Uh, we will. He's just no, we awesome. Will. I actually kind of want him to start podcasting for us, doing some college basketball stuff. Um, he was So he coached for Omaha when Robert Jones was in the Summit League playing for Denver. Denver, yeah. And Darren told me, he's like, when we saw that Otzelberger got him, all of us were texting, like, what in the hell? Well, There's no way this guy can play in the Big 12. It's funny you mention that. Correct me if I'm wrong. My story that I told last year on the air was the only reason Robert Jones is at Iowa State is because they wanted his teammate. And they thought if we, if we, if Jones, if there might be a package deal because one of Jones' teammates at Denver was the target, but we'll bring Jones along with him. So what actually happened is they wanted to bring him on because they knew how hard he would practice. And they thought if they brought him in there, because TJ had some connection to him, or actually I think it was Kyle Green did, yeah, and really knew how great of a worker and kid he is. And that'll set the tone in practice. For Xavier Foster. Wow. And George Condit, who always had talent but not much of a motor. Right. That was why they brought him in. Interesting. And he has since blossomed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that – what do you guys call it? Big Bob Energy? Big Rob Energy. Big, Big Rob Energy. That's, they, I don't know if it's Kyle Green or what, but the whoever has worked with him. Deserves is, a race? I mean, jeez. He was horrible yeah, last year when he had the ball. But there were games, Chris, last year that I thought he, his contribution was invaluable. Just no because doubt. what he brought to the floor, he gave him a kick in the pants when they needed it. And, and it, 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 this is cliche, right? But if the bus pulls up at the stadium, I want him off the bus first. That's who I want to lead my team off the bus. I think that's I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. He he is an absolute dog and yeah. the teammates love him. Right. The coaches love coaching him. He was brought in to be a culture guy and he's going to end up probably being one of the more popular players that we've seen come through Iowa State in 10 years. And that's saying a lot because look at the guys that are on that list. But you watch him, it's contagious, his energy. Yep. Like, I mean, it, and that's another thing TJ does that's pretty brilliant. He gives all these guys their little roles. And this whole big Rob energy thing, it's like, that's what they're asking of him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring you in at 1730 every game. It's what Fred did with Tyrus McGee. I think that's where TJ got this. Is remember Tyrus McGee should have been a sharp starter, yeah, but he never did, right? Because Fred liked him coming in at that certain spot. Mm -hmm. Anyways, good to see Hoiberg get that signature the other day, right? Boy, I bet on Creighton. Did you? Yeah, I've got Creighton the futures too. That's Uh, another one I got. I I bet I can't I can't find myself to do the Creighton one. Thirty to one. They got everything though. They got guards. They got bigs. And he can coach. Yes. Like he gets a bad rap because of the stint at Iowa State, but he's he's proven over. I mean, we got a throw a big 12 team into the not kansas it's not their year no i got texas yeah you got texas okay tcu at eight thousand would be interesting once they're 100 percent healthy mm-hmm. and getting all their guys back but i don't know tcu is eight to one eight thousand yeah. jesus that's surprising that's a low price that's pretty low 
that's rarefied air right there. Yep. All right. Um, bet on the women's game tonight. It would be cool to show Circa that we are supporting stuff like yep. that. Maybe make a little bit money. Again, my, my bet would be on Iowa State, but I'm also a homer, and I'm admitting that. Yep. I'm not going to bet the game because I think it's a total toss-up. I don't like. I'm with you. I don't like truly. You know, just just let me say this: if if you haven't downloaded the Circus Sports app, everybody wants the bonuses, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and those are going away. Circa doesn't do business that way. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to give you the best price out there most of the time. And Trent and I say this all the time: shop around. I mean, Circa might be your best price one day. DraftKings the next day. Bet Rivers, whatever it is. Um, and Circa would tell you that if you can get a better price anywhere else, go bet it there. Yeah. But for the, most of the time, 80% of the time, your best number value-wise is going to be at Circa. I wanted to run by this last thing I had for, for this show, and then we're going to head upstairs, and we're going to do talk some bowl games and bowl betting and get some handicappers on with us. I've stumbled on a little strategy on Sundays this year that has been very good to me. NFL. NFL, yes. Okay. Which it's, it's weird. I find myself being a much better NFL better than I am college, and it's because I bet fewer games because I'm not as cocky. Like in college, I tend to think I know more than well, I do. Well, there are fewer games to begin with. But I'll just bet fewer ones anyways, though. Gotcha. Like instead, I like fewer games because I generally don't know as much, so I, I'm more thorough about the ones that I actually do bet. I've been doing a thing here as we get to the midpoint in the season, that, and I just want to bounce it off you because you know a lot more about this stuff than I do. Moderate to large home divisional underdog teasers. Okay. Because, I mean, the, the numbers can there, – there's not a lot of blowouts in divisional games ever. True. You add the home – Field advantage, which is minimal now, but true, yeah. And I've had a lot of luck. These I'm, I'm sprinkling in every Sunday about two of these two-team teasers. And I don't know if I found something. Probably not. Somebody else is certainly <laughs> – Try this at some Well, track point. it for the year. I do in my Action Network app, and then I'll be able to tell you at the end of the year. But I'm, I'm really – Are your picks listed on there too like Condens are? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Every time Trent makes a pick, which is like every four minutes. <laughs> God, it, he's sick, it pops he? up on – oh, yeah, he's betting like, oh, I, I like the Pepperdine <laughs> over. Yeah. We do this little things at the end of our show, Trent's play of the day. I mean, I don't oh, yeah, I call love it a play, but it should be plays. What do you got today? Well, Trent, well, Ken, I got 11 bets. <laughs> well, Trent, we've got 30 seconds. Go. I, I think we maybe next year with football, we should start some sort of a uh, betters club with yeah. a bunch of us and just track it for fun. And Let's do it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Maybe too. maybe Circa would get on board with it. They probably would. Uh, and, and jump on that with us. All right. Um, we're going to sign off here on the live broadcast for now. We will get this up on the podcast page, of course. And then we are going to head up to uh, upstairs here in the sports book. And we're going to have more content for you guys coming up later on today. Chris Hassel. We are going to do two guys named Chris from Stadium Swim tomorrow. Nice. So you did bring your Speedo? I'm not wearing anything, Ken. I'm just, I'm just, I'm you just won't, going, they, You baby. won't last long. They, they tend to walk you out if you. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame. They don't have an adult pool here? It's circa. No, but there are a bunch in Vegas. Been to a couple of those. Have you? I didn't know I was going to one the last time, oh. and I was I had, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I would say pleasantly, to be honest. I, I've never been. Yeah. I, I've well, never partaken. Here's it. the thing I learned: is the the women that you'd like to see there yeah, aren't all there. necessarily the ones that are going to hang out at that right, pool. Right. Um, 
Yeah, we are doing Two Guys Named Chris live tomorrow. I want to pull this up just to make sure for our audience that I can give you guys the right. So when uh, Bloom and Chris, they get in tonight? Yes, Bloom will be, Bloom's delayed. So we may not even see Bloom until after the women's game, to be honest with you. Uh, tomorrow, Two Guys Named Chris from Stadium Swim live at 3 Iowa time. Is we're doing like a whole thing leading up to the Cyhawk game. And then we're going to go f- from here, where we are sitting at, um, at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Nice. Leading up to the game where we're going to do some spots with Jared Stansberry and Jordan Bohannon. Good. To get you guys ready for the Cyhawk game. So you'll be at Stadium Swim at 3 o'clock Iowa time. Tomorrow. My goal is to be in my, co- on, in my couch or on my couch in Ankeny because my plane lands at 150. You can tune in and you can join yeah. the chat on YouTube. You okay. big YouTube guy? I've never been on it. Probably not. All right, we're going to sign off. Uh, well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back on with some bowl game content here coming up. Download that Sage Rosenfels interview with Mike Silver as well. It's fantastic. Uh, it's on Brock Purdy and just some NFL conversation. Thanks for watching. Thanks for Circa for having us here. And we'll be back in just a little bit. Iowa everywhere.